Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Postpartum Coach Podcast. Episode number two, Postpartum Depression. What and how. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn how to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out and find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, a songwriter, life coach, and wellness advocate, Liz Langston. Hey, what's up, everybody? So, in this second episode, I'm going to portray in a different way on the more technical side of how you know if you have postpartum depression versus baby blues and what to do about that. I am going to indulge a little bit and share some more personal experiences. And hey, maybe that's indulging for you too. Maybe you you want to hear more about my experiences. So don't you worry, sweetheart. You will get plenty in this podcast, um, not just this episode, but throughout the life of the podcast. But I will be bringing in a little bit more about my experience with postpartum anxiety and depression and everything. So I'm just going to take just a second and tell you my background. I have a bachelor's in family life, family studies, whatever. It's both. And then um, an emphasis in human development. I speak fluent Spanish. I served a mission in Chile, Santiago, Chile, Chile for um, 18 months for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And that was back in 2010 to 2012, 18 months in there. The Chile Santiago West. Did I say that? I'm pretty proud of that. It's the West mission. We take pride in our missions. (laughs) Let's see. And I am not a medical professional. So that's one thing I wanted to make pretty clear off the bat. Yes, I work with clients. I work with moms. I am a life coach and a weight loss coach, but I I don't prescribe, diagnose, anything like that. And hopefully that's obvious, but just in case you thought you had it all in one package, maybe one day, <laughs> but not now, not today. So um, I say that to say that if um, anything, you know, what I teach on this podcast is going to be helpful, can definitely catapult forward your healing and your getting your feet on the ground, understanding, you know, having leverage over what you're going through, but there is no replacement in my uh, opinion. And I am a mother who's gone through postpartum and anxiety, postpartum depression and anxiety twice. There's no substitute for just going into your doctor and having a chat. And again, I've talked about this in episode one. So if you're really scared about doing that, see episode one, but you will be benefited by it. And I don't think you realize at this moment, if you are very afraid of that or kind of on the fence about it, I don't think you realize and understand how normal it is, what you're going through and your symptoms. Speaking of symptoms, before I delve into kind of the steps I want you to go through, if you feel like you might be depressed or experiencing postpartum depression or anxiety or baby blues, I want to kind of help you differentiate and really kind of gauge where you're at on this spectrum of, of everything. So there's baby blues at the kind of the 
starting point, then there's postpartum depression, and then there's postpartum psychosis. And I've met one person who has experienced postpartum psychosis who needed to walk herself into a hospital and admit herself. And again, isn't that amazing? Just pause, right? There's so much fear around all of this when it's you that's going through it and you're trying to figure it all out. But I just want you to know, like, yes, we hear about the scary, crazy ladies, you know, not the, the ladies aren't scary and crazy, but the act, the acts, like the things that they do, you know, where they maybe hurt their children or in the worst cases, kill their children. But I want you to just focus on all of the wonderful um, circumstances where there are women who get the help they need. And a huge part of that isn't necessarily understanding medicine and in researching. It's really comes down to a relationship with yourself and knowing what's normal for you and what's not. Having I have a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a 16-month-old, and we just got done with two weeks in the hospital. We weren't in the hospital the whole time, but my three-year-old got RSV, and you know what, you guys? There were no fevers, and so like, if it were just up to numbers and traditional medicine, I would have had no reason to take her in, but I had that relationship with her and with myself where I knew that the way she was behaving wasn't normal and her coloring even wasn't normal, right? And so I want you to know that even though you may not be an expert or neither of us truly an expert, I mean, I know a lot about postpartum depression and anxiety and psychosis and stuff, but I'm not a medical professional, but we do as mothers and women have this intuition with ourselves and with our children where we know what's normal, we know what's not. And so if you can just have that, rest assured that you have enough to get yourself through this, okay? So that being said, let's move on to the baby blues versus depression, postpartum depression, and then postpartum psychosis. So I am literally just on mayoclinic.org. This was the number one, you know, that wasn't an ad. It was the number one searched resource for this information. So I'm just going to read it to you and um, we can go through it together. And I just want to kind of lay it out for you. So baby blues, signs and symptoms of baby blues which may last only a few days to went to maybe a few weeks after your baby is born. And I, I tell you how long it's going to last because that's actually an indicator, right? You can have the same symptoms as baby blues, but you can be depressed if it's just not going away and it's persistent, 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 right? You can have like a light form of depression. So just be aware of how long it's lasting is kind of an indicator as well. So baby blues symptoms are mood swings, anxiety, sadness, irritability, feeling overwhelmed, crying. Sometimes it's for a reason or it's no reason, but the overall essence is that it's pretty easily and pretty often more, I guess I shouldn't say pretty easily and often, right? That's kind of rough to gauge, but what you're, you're basing all of your symptom stuff off of what's normal for you. Okay. So you're not going to ask your friend, well, how often did you cry when you were first, you know, when you were newly postpartum? right? That can sometimes do more harm than good. You don't want to be basing it off of what your friends went through and stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great to talk to other women and understand what they've been through, but I want you to come back to your baseline and base things off of that. Okay. Reduced concentration, appetite problems. And even though you're exhausted, you have trouble sleeping. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so that is the baby blues symptoms. Kate, postpartum depression symptoms. Postpartum depression can be mistaken a lot of times for baby blues at first, but the signs and symptoms are usually more intense, but the telltale sign is that they're lasting longer and they may even eventually or a little bit interfere with your ability to care for your baby and handle everyday typical tasks. Okay. So that's why it's so important to think about what's normal for you and your normal day is when you're not able to like something as simple as folding the laundry. I know I talked about that in episode one, folding the laundry or, or like maintaining a decently clean house, right? And I mean, our houses are never perfectly, wonderfully, beautifully clean all the time. If if the yours is, congratulations, I'm a little bit worried about you, but no, but yeah. So just holding it to your regular day, your baseline. So depression, postpartum depression symptoms usually develop within the first few weeks after giving birth, but they can develop earlier, even during pregnancy and up to a year after having your baby. And please hear me, you moms who like, I don't know. I just think a lot of moms don't realize that. And so they don't even think like postpartum depression isn't on their radar because they had their baby eight months ago. You are still not exactly in the clear and this could be you. So postpartum my I'll say from personal, sorry, from personal experience, from my personal experience, postpartum depression usually hit between three and five months after my baby. So that's quite a while, right? Like don't assume that it's going to just either it's going to happen right away or it's not. It can totally be later. And I don't say that to scare you if you haven't had it yet and you're sitting pretty, right? Um, I just say it because this isn't about fear at all. This is all about education and having a leg up if and when it happens to you or somebody that you love. So um, postpartum depression signs and symptoms may include depressed mood or severe mood swings. And when it's depressed mood, I just make that mean like mental fogginess and kind of fuzziness and a little bit of apathy. Don't necessarily associate depression with sadness. Yes, there might be some sadness, but a lot of times depression is just this pain that you can't really describe. And it's a lot of apathy, kind of numbness and fogginess. Okay. So not necessarily sadness. Um, so depressed mood or severe mood swings, excessive crying, difficulty bonding with your baby. I never really experienced that. But again, if my depression had set in right away, maybe that would have been something that was difficult for me is bonding with my baby. Mine set in, tended to set in three to five months after. Um, but so it's different for everyone. Difficulty bonding with baby, withdrawing from friends and family, 
a loss of appetite or eating much more than usual. By the way, I talk about withdrawing from friends and family and you know what's normal, what's okay, and and maybe where the red flags are in episode one. So if that's something you're kind of dealing with, you can check back to episode one. Yeah. Loss of appetite or eating much more than usual, inability to sleep or sleeping too much, overwhelming fatigue or loss of energy. I was so physically tired. It was all I could do to like shower. And sometimes even after showering, I'd have to sit down for a minute, like totally naked in a towel and get dressed. I remember my aunt was in town uh, my mom was across the country serving a mission, which it was totally what I wanted her to be doing, right? And so I called my next line of defense was an aunt that I'm close to. And I she had to drive six hours the day after her birthday to come be with me. And she cooked some meals for me and all that stuff. But anyway, I remember just sitting on the couch and like I had just gotten out of the shower. And you guys, <laughs> we weren't that close. Like I should not have been in a towel on the couch, but I was not, my my wits were not about me, right? Like I was just tired and zoned out like in my brain fog. And I just sat there like in a towel on the couch after my shower and just kind of had to be fuzzy for a minute until I could like take a breath. She kind of talked to me a little bit. I just watched her work in the kitchen and then I just went and got dressed. Like I'm telling you, it's so strange. (laughs) It's almost like out of body, out of mind, but, but Hey, it is normal too. And we can do this. So overwhelming fatigue or loss of energy, reduced interest and pleasure in activities you used to enjoy. That was definitely one for me, namely sex with your husband, right? My sex drive was like, I was always apologizing, like, sorry. Yeah. I just don't know <laughs> to the point where he just stopped even asking or initiating. Cause I was just not there. And, um, that's something that if, if you end up finding out through talking to your doctor and doing some research that this is postpartum depression for you, it's nothing to feel ashamed. Sorry. It's, I love to pop my knuckles. Sorry. It's nothing to feel ashamed of, but it is something to talk to your husband about so that he's just in the know. So he can, you know, have his expectations be a little more realistic and that'll be easier on him. Yeah. Let's see. Reduced interest in pleasure and activities you used to enjoy. Um, intent. Oh yeah. Another one with that. I would, I would just never sing. Like I'm such a singer and a hummer and a whistler and oh my gosh, it was like nothing. It freaked me out. So that's a definite sign. Intense irritability and anger. Yes. If you do not recognize yourself around your kids for the worse, this could be something you need to go talk to your doctor about fear that you're not a good mother, um, and obsession about it or worry about it. Hopelessness, Feelings of worthlessness, shame, guilt, or inadequacy, diminished ability to think clearly, concentrate, or make decisions. Oh my gosh, you guys, I remember a friend came over, a good friend of mine came over to just check in. She did not even know what I was going through. She actually at the time didn't even have children of her own. And so was, you know, not in touch with maybe what I was experiencing. And we were just talking and I had to apologize a couple different times. It was probably just a half hour visit on the couch. She and I just chatting. I just twice, like I couldn't finish my thought. I was like, um, I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. And then I would just say things like, you know, I'm really tired or, you know, and I didn't feel the need to tell her everything that I was going through. I honestly, I didn't even still understand what it was that I was going through, which was to post postpartum depression, but I was able to just say, I'm sorry, I, let me just start over. Or can you just, what, what did you just ask me? Right. So no shame. That's where you're at, but that could be a sign that you're, you're in this right now. Restlessness, severe anxiety and, or panic attacks. I just want you to know in general, depression 
and anxiety usually go together, often do. Not always. Um, Sometimes it's definitely very clearly one and very clearly the other, but a lot of times depression and anxiety go together, especially in the postpartum year, the first year postpartum. So, okay. The next symptom is thoughts of harming yourself or your baby and recurrent thoughts of death or suicide. So one thing I want to offer to you is that you are not your thoughts. And the last thing you need with everything you're working through right now is you, you being hard on yourself or completely losing your cookies and freaking out about the fact that you just had a suicidal thought or an iteration of a suicidal thought or a whisper of a suicidal thought. Okay. So I just want you to realize that you are not your thoughts. And just because you thought it doesn't mean you need to be admitted to a hospital. That being said, if it is getting to the point where you are planning how to commit suicide or planning how to hurt your baby or planning how to leave your baby or abandon, you know, those types of things where it's not just a thought, like one thought is one thing. Recurring thoughts are another thing. Intrusive thoughts and recurring thoughts where it's interrupting your daily stuff. That's something to be concerned about. You need to start getting help. And then if you're onto the next where you're planning for it and you're starting to idealize it, you're going to need to definitely get, take action. And it's nobody else is going to know except for you. And you are responsible for your actions, your thoughts. I, I would, I, I mean, I think you are responsible for your thoughts, but it's how you act on them. That really is what you're going to be, need to be paying attention to. So just go back to what your normal baseline is and make sure you are being responsible and getting help and don't be sitting around waiting for somebody else to do it for you. There are hotlines. There's your OB. You can call in and get on the phone with them. You can call 911, right? You can call your local hospital and tell them what you're going through and they might have suggestions for you or take you to your next step. If you don't know what your next step is, the first step is always just telling somebody, getting it out in the open. When I knew that I needed help was when I had been giving my kids a bath and I had a very intrusive thought and the thought when it came, it was like a relief. Like I almost kind of smiled. I was like, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be nice? And it was like a harmful thought towards my kids. And that's when I knew I needed to get help. And so I just dropped what I was doing. Actually, I listened to a podcast. I I, I didn't figure it out right away, but I was listening to a podcast that happened to be from my life coach about, you know, a girl who had gone through depression. And she said, the podcast host said, what's the first thing you would tell someone? And she said, the first thing I would tell someone with depression is to tell somebody to get it out there. And so that's what I did. And I knew that those thoughts were just not normal for me. And especially my reaction to those thoughts, the fact that I was relieved, like thinking about going through with something terrible like that, I knew I was sick beyond the sick that I could help myself with. I needed to have some more help. So I ended up, I'll tell you the whole story in future episodes, but I ended up getting, um, you know, we moved and I was able to live in the same house as, um, some family members of mine who were able to just really help me with my kids while I got healthy. And, and I found coaching and honestly, for me between medication and then finding the coaching skills, I was able to get totally stable again and eventually get off my medication and take these mental skills to the next level. And now I'm a coach and I'm teaching them. So, but more on that another time. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. All right, let's talk about postpartum psychosis. So with postpartum psychosis, this is a rare condition that typically develops within the first week after delivery, but as with all of these, it can come later too or sooner. The signs and symptoms are severe, and these signs and symptoms may include timeout disclaimer. Like I said, I have never experienced postpartum psychosis. I've talked with one mom friend who had experienced it. Um, I don't know if that's what it was. The true diagnosis was postpartum psychosis. I don't, I don't know that she ever told me that, but she did talk to me about how she needed to be, um, put in the hospital, like an inpatient, um, in the mental care facility while she was going through everything, um, was not able to see her kids during that time. All of it, the whole, the whole shebang. I just want you to know there's no shame in this. Okay. Mama, there's no shame. You don't need shame right now. What you need is to allow yourself to be where you're at and to love yourself anyway, despite all the humanness and the brokenness, and to get the help that you need. Okay? And as long as you're resisting this, you're not going to be asking for help. So the first step is just allow it. Postpartum psychosis. The symptoms. Confusion and disorientation. Obsessive thoughts about your baby. Hallucinations and delusions sleep disturbances, excessive energy and agitation, paranoia, attempts to harm yourself or your baby. So right now it's not just thoughts. We're talking about attempts. And I just want to offer to you that any case of depression could potentially turn into psychosis. And so not that it will, okay, I'm not trying to scare you, but what I'm trying to say is that it can be a progressive sort of thing. And so the sooner that you tell someone and the sooner that you get help, the better for you and for your baby. All right. When to see a doctor. If you're feeling depressed after your baby's birth, you may be reluctant or embarrassed to admit it, right? That's part of the resistance to it, which I've talked to you about in episode one. Please go there if you are finding yourself kind of resisting the whole situation and embarrassed about talking to your doctor and everything. But if you are experiencing these things, these symptoms, call your doctor and schedule an appointment. And I kid you not, I had my mom call and make the appointment because I was so A, embarrassed and B, I just like couldn't get myself to do it. I don't know, like life's just so overwhelming when you're depressed like this. And so if you need to have somebody else do it, and I had somebody drive me to my appointment and sit with me through the appointment, okay, no shame. This is where you are. Embrace it, allow it, get yourself through it the way you need to. And please include a doctor in that. It's important to call your doctor as soon as possible. Like I said, the sooner the better. Specifically, if your symptoms and stuff. So if you have the baby blues, 
you can always err on the side of caution and call your doctor. Um, But really it's if the signs and symptoms are getting worse or if they're not fading away. So this is what mayoclinic.org says. If they don't fade away after two weeks, like two weeks is the longest you want to go living like this before you reach out for help. And uh, like you have my permission to reach out as soon as you're miserable enough to do so. Um, Are getting worse, make it hard for you to care for your baby if your symptoms um, if make it hard to complete everyday tasks, include thoughts of harming yourself or your baby. Really, I want you to understand, put your pride aside. This is not about you anymore. Okay. Maybe it was when it first started to suck, but when this is getting to the point where you're having a hard time caring for your baby or you don't want to, and you're, you're being neglectful in any way towards yourself too, if you're neglecting yourself or your baby, any of these are good reasons to go get help. And just put, again, put your pride aside. It is not about you. This is about being a mother, right? So it's one thing to like, maybe in your past life before you were a mom, you could afford to be the type who wouldn't go to a doctor and get help because you were just that, you know, that's just who you are and you don't like to go to the doctor and you just like, what, what's the doctor going to tell me? I figure it out myself. That's fine and dandy. But when you have a child that is dependent upon you, and I know I don't need to tell you this, I'm going to remind you of it because deep in your heart, you know this, right? When you have someone that's dependent upon you, it's no longer just you and your health that's on the line. It's your baby too. So do the right thing, go in and get help. If you're really struggling to make that first appointment, maybe have somebody do it for you. And there are tons of hotlines. Okay. I want to talk to you about hotlines. When I had first, I was my first time ever feeling, um, panic attacks and anxiety postpartum. And again, I'll talk about that more later, but I knew my husband didn't understand And I was super embarrassed about the fact that I could not like get a hold on this panic attack that I felt was kind of coming. And it was just all so foreign to me and out of control. I literally called the hospital hotline. You know, when they send you home with the discharge papers from the hospital, I called the moms. I don't even know if it was for moms. I think it was an anxiety hotline or something. Um, And they had given me that paperwork specifically because I had already been showing signs of, you know, being short of breath and kind of anxiety in the hospital. So they kept me a little bit, had me evaluated. And when they sent me home, they gave me that hotline number. So helpful. I want to tell you, if you are truly concerned that you're borderline postpartum psychosis, or if you're having a lot of suicidal thoughts that are persistent and they're not going away. Or even if you've just had maybe one, but you are freaking out about it and you just are really not okay with it and don't like it. There is a suicide hotline in the U S the national suicide prevention lifeline is one eight zero zero two seven three eight two five five or 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. Or you can use their web chat online at suicidepreventionlifeline.org forward slash chat. And I'll stick that below in the show notes and you can look into that. Reach out to a close friend or a loved one. If suicidal thoughts are really persistent, contact a minister or a bishop or a spiritual leader or someone else in your faith community. At the very least, tell your husband and at And actually, no, the very least would be talk to a mental health care professional. If you've had multiple suicidal thoughts, you need, it's time to go into your doctor and it's okay. Pull yourself out of the denial. Realize this is for the betterment of you and your baby and your husband and your family now and in the future and get yourself into your doctor's office for sure. Okay. I did it. You can do it. You can do it. And if you're really having anxiety about making that first appointment with a doctor, go to episode one and listen to that. All right. I love you. 
That's why I'm here. That's why I'm sitting at my desk recording this podcast, using my time to do this, my money to do this. I want to be there for moms. And if you are wanting individualized, specific help and coaching, hire me, baby. Um, Reach out to me and let's make that happen. All right. In every episode, I will have in the show notes a link to where you can look at my services and possibly hire me. So we'll talk to you in episode three. Take care, guys. Literally take care of yourself. Hey, Liz here. When I was struggling as a mom of three littles, it was actually a podcast just like this that a friend shared with me that woke me up to getting the help I needed. Please consider sharing a favorite episode with a friend or leave me a review on iTunes to help other moms find the help they need here too. And if you're wanting to get more involved with these topics, you can join my Facebook group for even more discussion, fun, live Q&A sessions, getting to know other moms and wellness ideas. We're at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wake up your wellness. All one word. Be well, my friends, and I will see you there. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.